Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to all my kings and queens and send a love to everyone that's in between. Thank you for joining us again for another episode. I'm going to get giddy. You know what makes me giddy? Because I don't get to have to say, because at a point I had to check myself. I was like typing out the name for the episode. I was about to put feels. I was like, wait, no, no, no. There's another married friend. And I don't know why it brings me so much joy for everyone's names to change. Just like, so let me say it. Thank you for joining us for another episode with my lovely guest, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. <Hey> everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sam. I really appreciate that. And yeah, it's cool being married. So yeah, I have to remember um, that my name changed too. So kind of a, it's kind of a thing, especially yeah. at work. They'll call me a whole bunch of other names, but yeah. <laughs> Every name in between. I was up at I was I was up at Tiffany's school. Everybody mm-hmm. just say Cheney Russell. Like, who? Oh, that's the thing. Or mm-hmm. even Diamond. <laughs> Any of the diamonds. Right. <laughs> name is different. I was over Gecko's house. I, I just I've been like fucking with Gecko nonstop. Was like just the fact that he's married is immediately like how are you married? Lazy. <laughs> you, you're anti marriage now. Like yeah, the Olive Rays. I love them. so cute. That is the Olive Rays. I love it. I love all of y'all being. I love everybody being loved on. We all been through some things. I love everybody learning to love themselves. You know, and I think that's what started us off being able to do the things we really wanted to do. Like, and me finally getting a thing where I record myself talking at everyone versus just talking at everyone. Hey. Because that's always the beginning question. What? Because I remember those good old days. Those good old days in undergrad. Where we all needed flyers. Did you know Denise do flyers right? Hey, hey, you know Denise do the flyers right. What What really let us take off once we hit the adulting part of life for you to really make it a business? Um. So, honestly, it was just like a lot of support um, from friends and family and one person in particular, I'm going to shout her name out, uh, Miss Kanisha Lee. She's the art teacher at my school and me and her have become really good friends and like business consultants at a certain point because we both um, have businesses. But I always was like the person, I don't want to have a business. Um, this is not for me. I don't want to sell people stuff. I don't want to do any of that. It's too complicated. I don't want to do customer service. But she's like, no. You do it anyways, because when people ask you to do a flyer, you do it for them, and it turns out good, you need to charge. And I'm like, I don't know, man, should I really do this? And then she was like, just do it, just start a business, put yourself out there, and just see what happens. If nothing happens, then, you know, go back to square one. So I I put myself out there, I want to say it was March 2021, Um, and then um, I got some traction, and then I got my LLC in May. And then it just kept rolling. I mean, honestly, it's something that I really, really love to do. I didn't know that I was a designer until I got to college. Um, Like you said, like when people would ask me to do flyers, and it really just came out of just being a part of MUFI. Because was doing um, the flyers before they were not great. So I'm real anal about like presentation. Mm -hmm. Just started figuring out how to do it. Um, I was doing it on Word, which is not the program you're supposed to be. I was going to say, wait, what? <laughs> I, was, I was making plum flyers in Word, Microsoft Microsoft Word. Um, because Those I, flyers you made in under, uh, you was doing it though. Yeah, I mean, um, it did slow down my computer and ended up like killing a few computers um, because yeah. yeah. I was really like downloading fonts and doing all kind of crazy stuff. But yeah, those good so, old torrent days to get them yeah. software. I get it. <laughs> yeah, just Virus City, honey. Um, Endlessly. In endless fonts, but like that's what um kind of just like sparked the interest there, and um I just really was at peace when I was designing flyers, and I didn't know that that was something that was gonna become a big part of my life. Um. So like, because like um, me I don't know I still feel like I suck at the visual parts, the this whole of the arts thing. Because mm-hmm. um, because oh, you said it was what twenty twenty one roughly is when you finally decided decided to like fully take off. Mm-hmm. So like 
I've been asking a few of the um, guests I've had um, because of the whole lockdown changes we had with some of the business things. Because mm-hmm. did any did um because I never really know how to ask those questions without it sounding without it being too pokey. So mm-hmm. I'll cut it out if it's if the answer's weird. Mm-hmm. But um, like, do you feel like COVID, like the COVID and the way business has changed and everything has really helped you as part of being a um, small business owner? Uh, absolutely. I mean, it just gave me time. Um, that's the number one thing. Um, because everything was virtual. I was teaching virtual, so I would it would just kind of like fall into what I was already doing. Um. In another part of like design for me, I design all my like assignments, every piece of curriculum that I do. So I'm already designing. Um, so like COVID kind of helped me continue to stay in the design mode. Um, so do you like? Um, because I know you like you, you love kids, and I know you. We've always loved and knew you was gonna be somebody's excellent elementary <laughs> teacher. We knew it. So do you like take? Do you like full on graphics it up for the kids? Like how how deep do you get with this for the kids assignments? Um, I mean, everything has to be printed on a color printer for me. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's, just, that's just the type of teacher I am. Thank God I work at a school that has an actual color printer that teachers have access to because you know how that goes most times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Black and white all for you for years. <laughs> just. Um, shout out to uh, my former uh, job, South Shore Fine Arts Academy. Um, but anyways, on Dorchester, um, yeah, we only have black printers, but, um, yeah, like, I feel feel like the visual part is important and the organization part is important, especially when you're doing, like, assignments and, like, worksheets and stuff, especially for kids post-pandemic, they really need a lot of extra supports, um, extra reinforcements when it comes to direction so like me being able to design my own stuff really kind of helps with that because i can be like it's right here i know i designed it it's not something that i'm getting out of a book um it's something that came out of my brain so um yeah i kind of go i kind of go hard like i make my own books i make my own programs i pretty much design all the flyers for every event that the school has um at this point um Man, I feel like with the way this, cause um, the way everything then flipped now, how you said like the kids need more direction, cause all the children I've been, all the young people, let me say the young adults and down, cause I'll say like 19 and down people I'm noticing right now, they're it's something they missed once the lockdown happened. That really being in like side inside for like that chunk of like maybe if you were like 19 to say probably eight, like eight to 19. That, that probably messed you up socially a little bit. I'm noticing there's some weird pieces missing. Yeah. Or like direction and explaining certain things. Like they can't like, I don't know, like it's like they don't know how to have conflict. No, not at all. <laughs> um, and conflict is like that, well, they don't know how to solve conflict. They know how to have conflict. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's get that together. Right. And that's like the biggest thing um i think like the pandemic like forced people to be inside with their families and i don't know every child's family life and i particularly teach the ages from six to like 11. so i get the younger ones but i definitely see the difference between before the pandemic and after the pandemic just social skills are really like um at a minimum um you can kind of tell like people's parents or you can kind of tell like the kids who parents like kind of here's the tablet go watch tv just kind of like didn't interact with them because they really are trying to seek attention whether Mm -hmm. positive or negative um and most of the time it's negative um because they weren't getting that attention at home or the attention that they were getting at home was negative because the parent might be overwhelmed with all the things that's going on in the world, pandemic, lost a job, this and that, can't feed the kids. It's just, it was, it's, the pandemic really just changed life for every single person for (laughs) the worst. I mean, I don't really know somebody who could say like, oh, everything was just like perfect and great. Like maybe people made more money. We did make more money during the pandemic. I will say that. Um, Socially, no. As a whole, yeah, because as a whole, I can't. Because I say I, I enjoyed the small part, but you know, I was still in Xenia when it locked. So I was like, oh, I'm locked in my house, and get me and Gecko was next door neighbors. So I'm like, oh. 
just had just had tiny person too. So ooh, I just locked in the house with my woman and my baby. That's yeah. But no, I saw the rest of the world going ape shit. I like, oh, I wanted to be in the house. I was trucking before all of that too, so I wanted to sit still. But yeah. no, I, I I agree with you. Like it's a it's off there. It's, um, it's off. It's off. We try. We slowly getting there because I think we we went too hard. Rephrase. We jumped into the full social interactions too fast. Agree, agree with that. Right, way too. Like I don't want nobody for the folks listening for me to make sure I keep saying for the folks listening, so I remember (laughs) the other people. Some are gonna listen and not watch. Anyway, it's. I'm not like saying anything about diseases, whatever. It's not that point. That that point. It's the why did we? I like the social distancing in the store. Don't be on my back. Why are you on my back? Like why? It just like why does he breathing on me? I couldn't smell no one's. I didn't smell another human being sneeze. Yes. That's I listen. I know what a sneeze smells like because fun fact, my dad sneezes. I can smell them. He's like the only person I can smell his sneeze. It just smells like germs. You, it's noticeable. It's notable. Like you know what. For people who don't cover your mouth, you cover your damn mouth still. Just cover. Uh, we, they lifted that mass mandate. Folks is just out here sneezing and coughing all up in the air. I like that part. I like, but I, oh my goodness. I like being at home too. Like, I really feel like when we came back, like as a teacher, when we came back last school year, it was just like, we gotta do it because people gotta go back to work. The whole world mm-hmm. gonna shut down and kids don't go back to school. And it's like, no, it's not. And kids weren't ready, we weren't ready. It was a terrible school year. Last year, legit, I wanted to quit my job. Um, for sure. Like, it was just it was no parts of it was, was fun. And maybe because I was also a child. That'll add some stress to it. <laughs> a little bit. Sure. But, um, yeah, the pandemic has really changed a lot. And, like, business-wise, I, was, I don't want to say I wish we had another pandemic, but I wish we were still close sometimes because it gave me the time that I um, it's one of those in a perfect world because yeah. I feel like we we slide into a if we navigate all this correctly because um, I, I always say um, now that I'm 18 years old um, <laughs> we gonna you know uh, we the in the age bracket where if you're watching TV those characters are our ages. Any TV show right now, the okay, those the main characters our age right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we embrace it the right way, because like, I was in, I'm one of the Southwest airline people who was stuck in the airport. Have you seen any of them videos of them lines? It was real. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. I got to the airport at 11. This is just for me to get to the front desk. Mm-hmm. When you walk through the door to get to the front desk. I got there at 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. I got to the person at the front desk at 6.12 p.m. I was in line the entire time. Just wait. All of us. Was, the line was that long. I was in line with these lo- with these lovely women. Forgot their names, though. I don't think I forgot their names. That's where they're from. This lovely black lady who's from Montreal, Canada. Mm. She was such a lovely... Such, she was like my grandma's age. So it was very... It was like that was not... But she was constantly talking about how, like how you were saying earlier, there are a lot of parents who just park their kids with the tablets, et cetera. Now, most of us can navigate it, because I know any of my, all of us, us, if anybody who know me, all of us in our group here, that's parents now, we put our kids with a tablet, but we watch it. My, I have the YouTube kids on my phone connected to what she's going to be watching, so I can filter it. So I know what she's watching. Mm-hmm. All the games she's got, I know the game. You know, I play the child's games first, whatever. Let's make sure it's it. Mm-hmm. When you can manage it, you know, it, it's going. It's helpful. We have it. We have a bunch of people that are smart writing algorithms saying, "Hey, let's help the kids." Granted, yeah. huggy wuggy still a thing. Whatever. Oh, I was just about to say that because I had to shut my kids' tablet down off of huggy wuggy and cartoon cat, cartoon dog, all of that stuff because, like, that was the algorithm for them. And like, they enjoyed it, but like, when I actually saw like what it was, I'm like, no. 
No, for real, because I, I love hor- I love the horror genre, so I thought it was me at first. I'm like, is it because our accounts are linked? Where are these videos? Like, this yeah. is stuff I would watch. Like, what are they? What is it, Siren Head? You see, like, Siren yeah. Head monster fights? Like, this is kids. <laughs> yeah, and then it got to the point where my kids is like, Huggy Wuggy's going to get me at night. Siren Head's going to get me at night. I'm like, no, they're not. They don't exist. But, like, because it was just so saturated in their mm-hmm. timeline on um, YouTube. I took YouTube off their tablets, period. So it's just YouTube kids. And yeah. I have, you know, access to everything that they download, everything that they watch. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, you can't you can't just you know put a tablet in front of a kid and just let it go because the algorithms out there are trying to target kids and trying to put this in front of them sometimes. And I don't know what's behind it is, but it's not a positive purpose. And it's for it's the monetizing of it because they know for if you make children's videos, you know you'll get the most views on your on your stuff. Mm-hmm. So whatever you put on there, they gonna watch it endlessly and it's gonna get fucking monetized. It's mm-hmm. gross. That you like demonize, like you throw, and I'm not gonna say demonize it, and I'm not gonna say the full gross, because I don't want it to sound like I'm being too preachy, but like, these are children. They're literal babies to like 10 years old, and folks are saying, oh, it's your fault. No, I got Bluey playing. It's Bluey videos back to back, then Huggy Wuggy slides in there. Wait. Just five. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bluey jump, Bluey jump, Bluey's my shit. I, I will listen to Bluey all day. That music goes crazy. <laughs> like, Shout out to Gracie's Corner and what is that? J Cool, J J Cool, I think it's called. I just somebody just put me on them like yesterday. I didn't even I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. And but I Gracie's Corner, you know, that's my shit. The creator for J Cool is from Chicago. He probably is. That sounds like a Chicago ass foot worker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I miss Chicago sometimes. I ain't okay. I miss it. I don't miss it because it's cold right now. That's a story for another time. <laughs> uh, cause I was I'm definitely scrolling, speaking of YouTube channels, and getting these kids altered. I feel like we I need to reach a point more where we do embrace the digital side of things. What, I forgot the name of the channel. What is that? Dad Fixes or something. Just the guy who literally made the channel doing all the random things that people don't know how to do. Changing tires. Fixing a mop head, little things like that. Because mm-hmm. I saw on your channel that you definitely had some Canva tutorials. I, I was like, I'm gonna watch that after this. And I was scrolling, I'm gonna let me learn something real fast. <laughs> I, I am a Canva advocate. I love Canva. Canva, if y'all see me, sponsor me because I've been using Canva uh, for like almost two years. Again, shout out to my friend. She got me hip to Canva. And I'm like, what is this? Because at that point, I was still doing um, flyers, I think, on Word. I had to been doing or just not doing them at all and then i found canva and at that point i was doing it for free i do suggest if you really want to um especially for business owners if you just not like need little stuff for posts and stuff like get the canva pro it's like 12.99 a month i think it's totally worth it uh and i think canva is turning into something um i could foresee in the future that it is going to be something that might kick out adobe photoshop because i mean if you know the tricks and the tips, then you can make the same things. See, everybody need to go follow, follow, follow this channel. Follow her channel here because we gonna put. I'm gonna put all the videos. I'm gonna snap a bunch of stuff for these tutorials you got. I'm gonna put it all over this because we need more. We need more of these things because what it like. I mean, I want to learn the visual side of things. Then I got to looking like, why am I finna do this? And I could just pay Denise to do this. <laughs> just, could just pay somebody like me or me. You know what I mean? You could just slap the, you know. But if you have a business, I mean, paying somebody to do every little thing is not always feasible, especially for small businesses. So I'm not the type of business person that's trying to take everybody money. Hey, if you could do it yourself, do it. But if you want a professional person to do it, you know, I am that person. But um, Canva is pretty user-friendly. Um, it's not hard to work. Um, again, that's another reason why I love it, because I feel like anybody can use it. Kids can use it. Um, I've seen kids use it. But, like, for the purpose of what I do, you have to do know, know some things and how to, you know, maneuver some things that uh, aren't, like, how can I say it? They're not, like, obvious. Just Not like just user friendly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it definitely is. I love, 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 love Canva. That's what I do. That's what I use for pretty much everything. Besides, if I'm going to do something that I need to cut, 
Then I have to use Cricut Design Space, which is easy as well. It's not really hard. Um, but yeah, I got more tutorials hopefully coming, but I do kind of want to start offering classes because um, I feel like that would better help than a tutorial because tutorials can go by quickly and it's not going to give you every single detail that you might need. So I'm definitely thinking about offering classes for people who might be interested in that. I feel like you should do both because, you know, you got some of them folks that know that kind of know what they doing and they just need little them little extra this, this little um the, the tips and tricks and shortcuts that you didn't figure out mm -hmm. then you got people like me i can make the, i make sound art <laughs> i ain't got none of the visual stuff hang on none of that for you i'm gonna need the class so that you should definitely do both actually i feel like you should do both some type of like for the kiddies and the adults you need to do like every level Especially on your channel, like just chop the videos up for all the levels for the kitties. Because I feel like where we at now in 2023, mm -hmm. the kids grasp it better in a video versus online class. Like not an online class per se, but if it's like literally the ch YouTube channels, everybody's doing all the DIYs on TikTok, all the, what do they call them that aren't real? Life hacks, this hack, whatever hack, all the hacks, like it's not a hack. Well, whatever, but it's a basic thing, but okay, <laughs> I'll give it to you. But I feel like that'd be, that's a thing. All the educators should probably start embracing, embracing, embracing is the word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> I'll just start embracing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely use a lot of, uh, like YouTube is my friend for the classroom. Like that's the set, that's my co-teacher pretty much. Um, that's what I use. Um, so yeah, I but I also feel like for kids, especially in this day and age, we have to do hands-on because I think a lot of kids take stuff off the internet and they don't know how to apply it to real life. For what I'm seeing, I can only speak on I, I the the kids that I serve is a different demographic, but like a lot of times, like the stuff that like I'll show a video and I'll still have to go back and like do the hands-on parts so i feel like both are necessary especially nowadays because i'm keeping 100 kids are lazy um and we live in a time where everything is instant gratification so they don't know how to struggle they don't know how to like learn for themselves and figure out how they need to do it for themselves so yeah i think videos and digital learning is great and everything but like they have to be able to do it with their hands and their fingers and their eyes and no that's a valid you got, that's a valid point because that's a good you know that's a super valid point because what when we was young we was fresh with the internet actually i just talked about this yesterday with our guest yesterday the recording i did last day because when we was young we had fresh access to the internet we was in the end of the dial up and the phone you having to turn to hang the phone up we right. was fresh with the cell phones we had flips chocolates and razors internet they got the full internet like mm -hmm. the full the full internet and like the internet back then versus the internet now is two different things two completely like, you completely. can find anything information is currency right now like that is the most important part of the world is information and like back then when we were kids it wasn't and if you had access to it, it was like for recreation it wasn't like you know how it is now um it wasn't like our source of entertainment all the time like because we went outside we actually played with our friends oh yeah we got on the internet for like lime wire and front like to download music and it's like checking stick, our what's that stickdef.com was my shit in high school i used to play the hell out of stick death little games this little, little fighting games but no it was like i wasn't right. looking nothing up like little games like on a disney channel like little stuff like that but mm -hmm. like it wasn't like how it is now and like i don't know i kind of feel like that's unfortunate for our kids because like we, we actively have to like insert that into your kids life now to be active outside or to like step away from the screen yeah um because it, i just feel like it's just so captivating to um are uh, this generation now to the point where like i don't know i just really feel like kids today is lazy and i'm just gonna keep it like that they're lazy they don't want to work they don't want to really like 
explore. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to figure shit out for myself. I wanted to figure it out. But now like these kids, they want you to tell them everything. They want you to give them the answer to everything. And like, there's no like metacognition behind it. And I just, it bothers me. I feel like Dr. Joseph's about to have my body clip. I was going to say, don't even get me started. You know, I didn't ran away from teaching for a long time. I've not had good experiences with, at the schools I've been at. And, I'm about to run too, because I'm, listen, once I figure out how I can make myself uh, money without being um, in the school bin, I'm on the same thing, because it's just, it ain't for me no more. I've always made more money cooking and bartending than I have teaching. It's never been a point in my life where the teaching thing seemed to pay me more. Especially, you know, the field, our field we in, this whole music, and you know, I'm at the high school and up levels, and y'all want me all day. Y'all yeah. want me all day. Not only do you want me all day, you want me to be giving kids rides home, being mentors, being filling daddies and stuff, and I am still can't pay nothing, pay nothing. And the same parents who y'all want me to raise your kid, you gonna get mad at me if something happens and nothing. No. Fuck's in your high school. But anyway. <laughs> FTK. But no, I like I I that's I'm like, I don't know. I I feel like the reason why I'm still a teacher is because it is a consistent income for me. If I that didn't have kids, I would have quit a long time ago. I'm just gonna keep it 100 because um I thought I wanted to be a band director, but I just realized like I don't want to devote that much time to a program especially being a mom of three now, I just don't have that type of time on my hands. Um, and like me realizing now, like that my son is in kindergarten, me being a teacher and him being in school conflicts with each other. Cause every time that he got something, I got something because our schedules are the same. So it's just, I really want to find a way to get out of that so that I can be there for my kids whenever I can go up to the school, be that parent mm -hmm. and go to field trips and all of that stuff. Um, because time is short. You never know when time to be up, you know, when you can lose somebody. So, and I don't know, just the education field right now, I just feel like it's a business. And when it's, when it stops being a business and it actually becomes something that is trying to better people, then maybe I can hop back over there. But right now I just feel like people just create curriculum so people can pay for it. Kids don't learn, kids not on grade level, kids get dumber by the day, and now we got the computer teaching our kids at this point, and I just feel like, I don't know it is part of that anymore. Most of this, I'm gonna, I need, I'm gonna get a, quite a few more college students from different, different schools, but most of the ones that I had some chats with, because I was in Virginia bartending, mm -hmm. all these, from everywhere was cycling through, and all the conversations were the same mass majority of them online classes they never met the professor never actually had a live conversation with the professor either not even online like what is the point like we get it yes teaching is a clutch job because it's a year-round salary where you technically make your own hours but why y'all got to do it like this and the same people are the, that are like doing the teaching this way that are building the curriculum like you were saying yes we don't need to take the English we take by the time we get to college. Why? We don't need to take none of those math classes, none of those majority of those classes. We need to take them because someone needs to pay for it. Those are and those people that are doing this to us are the ones blaming us for not knowing things or blaming us for being late. They know if I went to school and every single class I took was something about a job I was going to do or every whatever. I don't yeah. get triggered. No, 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 for real. That's and I mean, and then we come out of it with loans and stuff, and now we in debt for the rest of our lives because of something that somebody else created. And it's just like you really like once you step back and look at the whole thing as a whole from a teacher standpoint, a student standpoint, like all of it is just crazy to me. Like really, really, really crazy. And it's just like if I'm not going to be actually changing the world and like growing kids' brains for real. I don't want to be a part of it. I could be doing something, another service, and um, you know, feeling fulfilled in another way. Like I'm not gonna ever say that I didn't like change people's lives or I wasn't a good teacher. I didn't give my all. I definitely have been. Um, but do I feel fulfilled? Do I feel 
the way that I thought I was going to feel when I stepped in this field? Absolutely not. Am I being valued? Absolutely not. Like, um, I mean, not, not saying that the people that I work with in my administration, they do value me. But as far as monetarily, does that match to what that I what I go through, mm. what I put in and creating a whole curriculum mm. for my own brain? No. And then it's like I want I thought about, hey, let's go back to school. And I'm like, for what? Just to go get some more debt. I don't know. And then it's like, I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I feel like I'm in a rock and a hard place with life right now. Cause like I don't want to be a teacher anymore. I'm good at it now. At first I wasn't, but I'm good at it now. Uh-uh. See, that's nope. We gotta rephrase our speaking. Because we all win and we all winning. And to share the motivation, we speak positive life into our words, then it will make it better. You're not stuck in between a rock and a hard place. What you are right now is in your cocoon. Okay. I do. That's where that. you're at. You have to see which way you're going to emerge from. What's the better word? What is it? Chrys chrysalis? chrysalis? The chrysalising stage. The chrysalis stage. You're about to... <laughs> Decide which way you about to come out of this cocoon and see which way you're gonna develop from. That's where you're at. Yeah. And that's where we all at essentially. Cause it's it's the beginning parts suck. But once you look at a lot of our a lot of our centralian comrades and where they've at, cause they just stuck with the thing they wanted to do. Folks who had the media thing, like Zach Campbell, Mr. Motormouth. Oh man. Fills my heart with joy to see him legit achieving his nigga's dream. Are you mm -hmm. casually, how are you bigger? than the YouTube star that you was looking up to. You bigger than this nigga. He bigger than Trey Melvin. Mm -hmm. We knew Trey Melvin first. How did you get bigger than him? You over here getting old podcasts with Issa Rae and all of that. That is That's wild. And I feel like he flat-ironed my hair one time. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, we was cool. Yeah, because I lived when I was in Kinsey Village. I swear to God, him and... I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, stayed there. He had flat iron my um sewing one time. See? Shout out to Zach. See y'all. Love, <laughs> love, love it. Like it just I love seeing if we all winning, we all winning, we finna have some merch coming soon. That's what I needed. We gonna talk separately when okay. it comes time for that, because we gotta get this merch going. Cause the whole everybody I have conversation with a lot of podcast and and they be trying to say about the way I format stuff, and it'll seem like I trail off and come back. It's like, yeah, I do. I trail off when I talk. I change topics a lot when I talk. However, I'm going to keep saying it. Nobody, by the time I get to like episode 300, that's when I won't be questioning it. Because it's the one overall theme. I'm, I view everything as a big old movie. So, like, every episode is part of the montage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I see it. It's gonna be a thing. It's a whole bunch. The key goals I'm getting on is breaking people on who talk with the demonized words. Like you pausing to say certain stuff because it sounds more rough than it's supposed to. Let's just let it flow. Like you can't always censor yourself for others. But see, this is the censorship we're supposed to do. The problem is we censored for sensitivity versus censoring for uh, betterment. I'll say it like that. Like, the the only way I can explain this Everybody know me. Knows for a fact. Jill Scott could walk in this room right now, butt naked, covered in glitter, though. I'm jumping out the window. Yeah. And immediately ruins it. Like, sorry, Jill, what are you doing? Jill, stop. Go. Get away from me. No, stop. I, somebody think I'm lying? No, I'm not. If glitter, it could be Jill Scott, Brianna, and Charlize staring. All ready to go. But if it's glitter involved, I'm there. I don't care. This could be on camera. The world could see it. I'm running away. Like, no, you're not finna. Nope, not finna. They got a shower and bleach first. Glitter. Everywhere. I feel that strongly against glitter. Right. I right? People listening, glitter. Fuck it. I don't see why we need art hurt. But, I <laughs> don't see why. But see, I will never chime into a conversation about glitter. Why do I need to talk about it? Because I know for a fact I have a toxic opinion on it. That's the censorship I want everybody. That's what we're supposed to censor. You know you're the problem. You know you have the negative, super negative, or the really 
prudish. Like, so prudish is bad. Her cleavage is out. She got like just the, you see just the line. It's the little tip of the line. You don't even see like you know the like this is like, what are y'all talking about? If you're that prudish, you know, be quiet. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, with some of the censorship. I just don't know how to explain that succinctly to people sometimes. Because here's the challenge. Like I don't know, like people never mind, go ahead. You know, we gonna slow, we gonna slowly rap on this, and I want everybody to do this challenge. Next time you in a room full of people, ask this one question: mm-hmm. Do you need bleach to get your dishes clean? Yes. Do you? I mean, to get them clean or what? Sanitized. It's two different things. You see, so I see. There we go. That's the conversation. That's what the conversation <laughs> is. It's a whole different. Because I, I, if you gonna do it, this. Way for you to have like six people at least in the room, six just random at work or something. Any group of people just ask that question and watch. Somebody's going to really feel strongly about it. Mm-hmm. I'm allergic to chlorine. I can't use bleach at all. Mm. I've seen people like, "What? I never eat a trials." You have though. Like, why do we use dish detergent? <laughs> like, you can't That's eat bleach. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't get your dish. I mean, it's just like I feel like it's an inherited trait or like an inherited like thing that we do is just it's i mean we don't know the first person that put bleach in dishwater i mean you can definitely get your dishes clean without it but i mean i just feel like i'm not that type of person that's gonna be like oh my god if you don't do this then i can't fuck with you like everybody live their life different if you don't like it then don't like it but to really like judge people off of trivial shit like that is like small and you just looking for somebody to agree with you. And that means you need attention. And that means you need help. That's just what it boils down to. Yeah, look, it's, a, it's a little bit, it Because it's the, I mean, what's that scene from school days that's going to be playing over me? I'm going to put it right over me. When they went to get the chicken and we see young Samuel Jackson and young Lawrence Fishburne talking about news, niggas. We still niggas. That whole, like, crab in a barrel scene. And this is not an insult to anyone listening. It's crazy because we cannot give everybody too much credit. You do, you, you do visual graphics mm-hmm. common sense for you a ra- evolving graphics wouldn't be common sense for me mm-hmm. this is the same thing around the world we're college we're literally college educated black people right now we are literally in a different category than a lot of other of our black comrades mm-hmm. they literally don't know what the fuck we're talking about they literally are simple in a good way you need people who are the deep thinkers and you need those who can just do one job all their life we need both for society to work. So we have to make some of these headway for the simple people, for the simple in a good way. For the like, because basic is good, binary is good. If you just want to be a garbage man and you do when you hit like 18, you know, this is my job. You've been doing it for 30, 40 years. You got pension like a motherfucker. You can retire. You'll do it, baby. That 401k looking real good. You probably got like a $5 copay at this point. Right. At best. <laughs> at, at, at the worst, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. Let's try to make it sound good for the people. We got AD, ADM graphics all day for all of your needs. We need to follow on YouTube. and all, Well, we got YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Etsy Store, TikTok. Uh, I think it's all of them. We gonna put that Etsy. We gonna put the Etsy right up in the on one of the whatever way it's signed. I'm on the thing. I'm gonna put it. <laughs> I'm gonna put the Etsy right there. Oh, Instagram. Yeah, I'll be on Instagram for the most part. Um, yeah, hit me up for any graphic design needs, guys. Um, we back open this year, so. We got the lovely Miss Denise Robinson. We got our lovely, we love it when it's black girl magic all over these businesses. Let's get it going. <laughs> love you so much. Oh, I had a question for you, though. Um, you still play? From time to time. I didn't pick my flute up a few times sparingly. <laughs> Mine's just at my job. That's how I know. Mm-hmm. It's like on the shelf. 
and my sand stole it for me, so I, I feel better like be it playing my horn has never playing my horn, teaching marching band, etc., etc., writing all of these many or thousands of arrangements never pays as much as the fucking guy. Who I just need to use one of these to make a rap song for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those guys pay me for <laughs> they pay me for the tracks. I have not been paid. I have not remotely been compensated for the amount of arranging I've done for marching bands. Right. <laughs> not even closely remotely compensated. But every time I make some music though, I don't know how. <laughs> I need to advertise that more, but when I, I don't know that you did. I was about to say, well, shoot, send send the link because you know my husband, he does he does music as well. So Oh, y'all in Cleveland, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we gotta link up because what Leon's got his Leon's got a studio a physical studio up there. In Cleveland? Yes. No, or one of those places next to it, because you know I'm scared of Cleveland. Every time I step foot in Cleveland, I got shot at. So, That's I'm... a lie. Don't do that. You for real? Where was you at? <laughs> my first time being in Cleveland. In all fairness, my first time being in Cleveland. I was still dating Brittany. It was Brittany, Brittany, Sarai, Henry. Mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day, Tower City. That was my <laughs> first time in Cleveland. First time. <laughs> full on riot happened. A full fledged tear gas. Like, you know it was a it's it's St. Patrick's Day. That's automatically a turn event. Look here. We do that every year. I mean, I don't know about the rioting part, but I'm really surprised to hear that, especially coming from a Chicago event. I'm, yeah, I'm, look, look, I'm, I'm from the, I love being back in here in Chicago because I can finally stop saying I'm from Chicago. Because oh. I only, only time I said I was from Chicago was when I wasn't here. I'm from the suburbs. I am from the burbs of Chicago. What are you from real? I'm from, I'm from Chicago. I'm from Bellwood, Illinois, which is okay. like 10 minutes outside of Chicago. I'm Bellwood. I know. See, <laughs> there he is. That's where I'm from. So I'm like, no, I'm granted. Granted. Yes, there was a shooting. Shooting is normal, but it's the like shooting at like the mall is weird to me. Like shooting at like the grocery store is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like this is not like nighttime on the block. This is not like at the gas station in the middle of the night. You know, like that makes sense to me. Granted, this sounded crazy as hell. Me just saying this out loud. None of that should be normal. Nothing nope. should. Let's just have that. But I will say, I almost got. Well, there was definitely a shootout at the mall when I stayed in Chicago, and then we had to go in the little store. They had to pull the gates down and stuff. And I had my baby up in there, and I was kind of scared. Yeah, Chicago ain't nothing to play with either. Uh, maybe I'm just sensitized to it or something. Past Ten o'clock in the in the uh, summertime. Hell no. Mm mm. Um, I ain't think Cleveland was that bad though. I mean, mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me think about where I live. Because it's smaller, <laughs> so you can get to the stuff faster. At least Chicago's so big, you can be in safe zones. Cleveland is. Oh, you talking about Bellwood? <laughs> I don't know what the safe zones is. I stay on um like down the street from 103rd and Halstead. Stayed on South Ferry. <laughs> then I stayed on 66 and Western. I mean <laughs> so <laughs> I mean it wasn't that bad, but like I just knew not to fuck around. You folks, are you being from Ohio? I can see the way that those places look to you. <laughs> I can see the way that look. Because not to say anything bad against Ohio, it's just it's Ohio is more Ohio people in general are more are quicker to want to be peaceful. There we go. I'll say that because it's uh, I don't here is it can it. Our, the niggas 
And niggas, I mean, nigga is an ignorant motherfucker. The niggas from Chicago, it's gonna happen regardless. The yeah. niggas in Ohio, you can avoid it. You can kind of, you can avoid it. Yeah, some of them. I yeah, feel like right. it's just a mindset nowadays. Like when we was kids, like we, you gonna fight with your hands. Like is you just gonna get beat up? We gonna jump you or you know what I mean? Like it's gonna be an actual physical fight. Nowadays, it's just I'm gonna kill you. And I feel like the kids nowadays, that's their mindset. I don't care where you're from. Like, that's just, they going straight for, for the guns. And, like, particularly in my, my experience in Chicago, they shoot and don't look. Like, that's what they, I remember, what's the term? Fan the niggas out. Like, why would you fan somebody out? If you really got beef with somebody, I'm going to go up to your face and I'm going to shoot you in your head. Right like, here. I feel like, nigga, it was me. But, like, the mindset. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm going I'm to just go by his his mama house and hope he's standing outside. Nigga could be standing outside with a whole bunch of people. It could be kids outside. You just going to shoot everybody? None of them other people had nothing to do with what y'all got going on. If I really have to- I need you to put that on a shirt. I need it to be a shirt with you with a hand on your hip and a gun in your hand. Like, saying, I want you to know it was me. That's the need to be the graphic. Game of Thrones. Tell her it was me. <laughs> Tell her it was me. Because did you really feel some type of way if you can't let the world know? That's what I'm saying. If you're really going to take somebody's life, like, that's a, just, just the mindset of killing somebody. Like, if I'm really going to take you off this earth, I want you to know that I did it. I want you to see me as the last person when you close your eyes. I want the lights to go out. I want to see the lights go out. Matter of fact, I ain't going to do it with no gun. Like, I feel like that is some pussy shit. Like, as far as niggas going, I'm going to do it with my hands. I'm going to choke you out. I'm going to physically, I want to mm -hmm. feel your life going away from your body. But niggas is just so quick to shooting. And it's just like, you're going to shoot somebody. You're going to catch a case. You're going to go to jail. Then somebody else going to shoot on your behalf. And it's just a stupid ass cycle. You shoot somebody. You're not even going to hit the person you're aiming for. Niggas ain't like they got guns to go into the range. Right. Like. I mean, I, I don't like the range. The range is scary to me. I don't like the range. I'm not a gun. I enjoy guns because I enjoy what we the thing the, the technology we have with them. Them them shits are cool. There's things we can do if we some aliens want to get ducked with the human race. I'm sure we'll be able to go toe to toe for a while. I'm sure. Zombies oh, kick man. off. I'm pretty sure a zombie apocalypse would probably last two weeks tops. Because we know COVID, people wouldn't believe it. So I'll give it a month. Because people wouldn't believe it was real zombies for like about two weeks. But once we all got the drift, like niggas is actually opening their phone. It's like a zombie alert, like an amber alert. Like, no, zombies is real. What is it? Yeah. Martial law activated. Shoot the dead. All right. I think in about two weeks after that, we'll be good. Yeah, for sure. We the whole country is strapped as a whole. There are arsenals on every block somewhere. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's one across the street from me. Um, See? And I know it's a doomsday prepper in the preppy parts. If it's in every direction, it's a doomsday prepper or a hood nigga or some type of, uh, what do they call it? Our, our lovely hillbilly rednecks. That's the house to go to. They got the hunting rifles. They probably got a, a hunter's perch just being a treehouse, popping zombie heads. Just Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to y'all house. I'm coming over. I'll cook. I know y'all got some meats. Just. <laughs> oh, for real. That's how I'm like. I don't know. I'm really surprised to hear that you got shot at in Cleveland. But I mean, hey, you get shot at anywhere. So, oh man, that's when I was. What was that? What high school was that out there? Um, Dunbar and Dayton. Uh, them kids were so like, oh, you from Chicago? That means you love Chief Chief, blah, blah, Chirac jokes, blah, blah. Oh. I'm like, a bullet will kill you the same speed anywhere you at. And listen, you know what grinds my gears? These kids in my school be throwing up forks and stuff and be like on GD and on BD. I'm like, let me go ahead and drop you off on 63rd to see see, see if you know what you talk about. Because you not be talking like that. You don't even know what you said. It don't sound right coming out of no mighty mouth. Like Even when we was at Central, that's how we always knew it was people false flagging being from places. Like, where are you really from? Because what are you saying? This doesn't grammatically sound right with slang. Related. No. Mommy, Kayla's oh, shoot. Kayla's I knew it was going to happen. This coming. No, but we was reaching a good wrap-up point anyway. Mommy, can you, can, can you scan this so you can see me on YouTube at my school? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. I'm going to do it later, though. Okay. Okay. What?
Sorry, this is my manager. This is my manager right here of my business. Say hello. Hey. This is him. Make this the beginning of the video. <laughs> this, that was the perfect, like, you need to make that. Though, like, in real life, he is. He does, um, he handles shipping with me. He handles, like, folding and organizing. Um, yeah. Yes, King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Help mommy out. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> that's your offspring. Yes, I have. You spawned three a person. <laughs> I spawned a person. Not only did I spawn three of them. He's the oldest, right? Yes. Help Zuzi Turk. Y'all both had the same. Like it's. <laughs> That's your off. You know, thank you. I'm looking at this clock. Don't want to make you late for this meeting you got in a few. Oh, Chucky mm -hmm. um, Thank you so much for taking this time out with me. We're going to do this again soon. We're going to do some group panel discussions or whatnot. Okay. I'm down for sure. Rocking out. Love you much. Enjoy the rest Love of your day. You. Oh, thank you. Cause every move I make, it gotta be effective Real talk, I gotta be real, I can't fake it I remember every teacher that told me I couldn't make it I'm a boss, look at me now, I know you hate it Taking off, look at the clouds for motivation I'm a boss, I'm a winner, I'm an innovator Put it on my soul to this money, boy, I'm dedicated Yeah, win, I never lose, boy, I never snooze Get to the guap, making boss moves Yeah, yeah, yeah Making boss moves We came from the bottom, from found out the way to go get it Go get it, hey. Now we on top, nigga, now we put on for our city Say huncho, you get a LeBron Can't wait till the day that we win it Can't wait You can rest in peace now, bro Cause nigga, we did it, we did it We win it We win it